I am absolutely over the moon to have friend of the program. That's right, Mark Titus of the Titus and Tate Show on here. We're going to talk Big Ten basketball, Michigan State basketball, a little bit of Maui. I, we're just going to do it all. It'll be a hoot and a half. Let's get it. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The greatest people of all time, yes, the viewers, the listeners of Lockdown Spartans, but also this gentleman right next to me, Mark Titus, Club Trillion of the Titus and Tate Show, just a trivial wizard on the bar stools that doesn't, if you ever catch any of those shows, he what doesn't he do? Enough of me <laughs> talking. You guys are all here for him. I, Mark, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? I'm doing fantastic. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's the heart of college basketball season to me. I think most people get fired up when March rolls around, but I, uh, sure. th- this is the time of year where I get most excited because you get a lot of teams that are starting to believe in themselves and then conference play rolls around and the, uh, you know, water finds its level, so to speak. So this is, this is a very fun time of year. I know we got Christmas break coming up, but like it's, yep. it's, we're transitioning into, for me, what is the most fun year, uh, part of the year for, for college basketball. And how has the year just been treating you so far? Like, has this been a, a fireworks sort of year for you? Or yeah. has everything kind of fallen in line where you thought it would? I uh, I mean, I, when you when you look at the, the the preseason AP poll, if you're a believer in that kind of stuff, and most fans will say they <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. A lot of fans will uh, be quick to say that the AP poll means nothing, but they always wait to say that when the number one team loses four games in a row. And then they, they like to point sure. out that it means nothing. <laughs> when you get a year like uh, Gonzaga a couple years ago when they're preseason number one and go undefeated to the title game, those, those folks didn't really talk that much about how the preseason yeah. AP poll is stupid. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, if, if, if you look at that, like with, with Carolina and Gonzaga being one and two entering the season, um, and, and neither one of those teams look anything like the, one of the two best teams in the country. Uh, and then you got surprise stories like Purdue and, and, uh, yep. UConn, obviously who I think is the best team in the country. Um, even Virginia, I, I think, uh, you know, Virginia fans will tell you that they were fired up about this team. I don't think they saw this coming from Virginia for them to be in the mix for, for the number one ranking. So, uh, you know, there there have been a lot of great stories, and some teams have fallen off, some have risen to the top. But like I said, when conference play rolls around, it's really nut cutting time, and we'll find out uh, how real some of these uh, yeah. some of these teams really are. And the college basketball season also starts great for you because you you take that pilgrimage out to Maui for the Maui Classic or the I Maui do. Invitational. I forgot the official name is, but. Look, we'll get to Michigan State basketball talk here in a hot second, but just please hear me, everyone. MSU goes there in 2024. Uh, I have mm-hmm. never been to the Maui Classic. Uh, you have been a handful of times. Is that right? I mean, you've been. I have. Yeah, yeah. I've been a couple of times. Um, it is. I, I I, mean, I can't. I almost run out of words to describe how incredible it is. And whenever I talk about the Maui Invitational um, and, and how much I enjoy the experience of going there, uh, the obvious reaction I get from most people is like, yeah, that's that's a sick island, man. Like it sounds, it's paradise. I've been before. I went right. on my honeymoon. It's really cool. And and I don't I don't want to like downplay. It is that is what makes it partially cool is that it is paradise and and you're just you know perfect weather and the beach and all that kind of stuff. But the basketball that goes on out there, uh, I, I I people look at me like I'm crazy. The atmosphere this year when Arkansas played Creighton in the Lahaina Civic Center is the best college basketball atmosphere I've ever seen in my entire life in any venue, any game ever. 
And uh, I've seen some things, you know, I'm not the oldest guy sure. in the world, but I've, right. <laughs> I, I've been in some pretty sick college basketball atmospheres and that one was number one. And I, I think there's just something about that place, man. It's mad. Like the players play looser. The fans are so fired up. Like if you think about it, there's like a, there's a natural um, filter for the kind of fans that would, that would show up at these games. It's like only the diehards. So the only people that go into these gyms are yeah. like the, the biggest fans of each of these teams. So when the games get going, it gets so loud. Uh, I was there. I was there in twenty. Uh, uh, I guess it would have been twenty nineteen, going into the twenty twenty, the Cassius season, the final Cassius season. When, yeah, there we go. When Michigan State was out there, um, and you guys lost to Virginia Tech, I think the first game. Sure did. Little, yep. Yeah, a little upset. Yep. They kind of put a damper on. I remember Izzo wouldn't let his guys in the pool. That was the funniest thing. I was that, staying. At that's the, nice. <laughs> I was staying at the same hotel as Michigan State, and uh, it was so funny to watch watch the Michigan State players come out and like. I, I forget who it was. I saw one guy put his feet in the pool and that was like, the, it was like the saddest thing, like his girlfriend or his sister, somebody's like swimming in the pool and he wanted to get in the pool and he's just like sitting on the edge and he takes his sandals off and puts his feet in. And that's the, that's the most he could do. And uh, cause, cause Izzo would punish the guys, but no, man, I, w- I would say any Michigan state fan that, that is uh, the, the way I describe it. Like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, um, you know, downplay. I know it's expensive. I know it's like during the holidays, people have plans. I don't mean to say that like, you know, those things aren't true, but if you're someone who's on the fence and you've ever thought about going and you have the means to go, you a hundred percent should go because once you go, you're like, I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I I thought about doing it last time and didn't do it. Like, what was I thinking? I I should be here every time. So yeah, that's what, well, that's what I had to there do you because go. like we have two years to finance this trip and I'm, I'm down to like sell part of my liver. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that's my question is like, is, is it worth, you know, organ black market sales in your opinion? And it sounds like, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to advise uh, elective surgeries, um, that's fine. but at the same time, uh, for me personally, I might consider it. Yes. I okay. might for, for me. <laughs> Julie noted, right? Jot that down. Um, so one of my favorite things that you have said in the past, we talked about this last time you were on, which holy smokes, you've done this show twice now. God, wow. What oh, a wow. generous or Where's very my t-shirt. Person. I was Where's gonna... my recurring guest t-shirt, oh, man? man? What the hell? I'm going to send you this pint glass <laughs> yeah, uh, right in the mail yeah. once we're done recording. It's great. I'll send it through the dishwasher too beforehand. Um, one of my favorite, so I was going to say conspiracies or jokes, but like I, this is getting more and more credibility as time goes on. And you know where I'm going with this. It's years uh-huh. ago. You said that Izzo, when he has a hot start to the season, he'll have an injury to a star uh-huh. player. He'll sit out a few weeks and then this will iron forge the team. So they're even better when the star player comes back. Self, you know, produced uh, adversity, if you will. Mark, we've seen two starters from Michigan state so far leave for at least four games. Jaden Aikens missed some time. Malik Hall has missed some time. Yep. AJ Hogarth got benched. Tom Izzo benched his veteran starting point guard. Am I in the right to be worried that Tom Izzo's gone into his bag of tricks too early this season and he has got nothing left for the rest of the year or what? It's slightly what early. I will say it's slightly yeah. early. I like to I like to see this out of Izzo early January, mid-January. Right. This does yeah. feel a little early, like a month too early. But uh no, I mean one of the gifts I have is I am fluent in uh in, in Tom Izzo speak. It's something that uh, I was blessed with at a young age. And I can I can sniff out what this man is is trying to say, what he's trying to do uh at all times. Um yeah, it, it, this is manufactured adversity, the likes of which I, I'm not sure I've ever seen. Uh, it's 
it, it, he's taking it to a whole new level because this Michigan yeah. State team, you talk about question marks coming into the season. Like I, I, I didn't think the Spartans were going to be bad. I don't want to like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, exaggerate here. It wasn't like I was saying this team's going to miss the tournament. But boy, there were a lot of questions. Like last year's team was, it, it felt like a team that was searching for an identity the entire season, never really found it. You lose a few guys. Uh, you, you do have pieces coming back, but there's question marks about like, like Sissoko, for example, like he was, he's the guy you turn to and you're like, you have to be our anchor down low. And uh, you're looking at Maddie Sissoko and you're like, can you do that? And he's like, I have no idea. I, I will find out together. <laughs> um, so I think going into the season, there were so many questions and out of the gate early, the early returns for this Michigan state team were incredible. I thought, um, I don't know how the fan base felt, but like, uh, obviously, the, yeah. The, yeah, the Kentucky game and the, the Gonzaga game, you lose, but still like the way you played. And uh, for me, it was like Suzoko, especially early on, was like, I, I thought if he's serviceable, Michigan State has something. If he's a guy who uh, does not have cinder blocks for hands and mm-hmm. does not foul every time down the floor, I think they might have something. And those, boy, those, that Gonzaga and Kentucky game, I was like, this guy is beyond serviceable. He's like right. all Big Ten, you know? Yes. Like he's, he's playing out of his mind. Um and I, th- I think like the an- the questions we had about the Spartans coming into the year were answered way too quick. And I think that's what made Izzo hit the injury button. I think he did. I think like he was like, this is too much too soon. Uh, mm-hmm. We're peaking way too soon. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and lose by 20 at Notre Dame? Bam, I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, hey, uh, was it three games in four days in Portland? Ah, who needs two yeah, stars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alabama, psh, they're not that great. Uh, yeah, they're not. Just- yeah, that's a football school. We'll be fine. Hey everyone, we're going to be right back with Mark Titus here in a hot second, but first, it is the holiday season, which of course is a perfect time to remind everyone to drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks, as you do during holiday parties. A few becomes too many though, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, well, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, come on. You live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. And besides, what are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, or you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and very often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or the life of someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Um, sure. No, but I think I think like what what I've seen out of Michigan State, and I'm not just saying this to make you, you feel better. The 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 fan no, base please, feel better, that's but welcome. it is yeah. It's uh, <laughs> um I, I think it, it's it, the, the up and down nature of the season so far uh, is 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 not a surprise to me. I think this is what like if mm-hmm. if you if you got Tom Izzo behind closed doors and like really wanted the truth from him. I think you would say that like he sees this as a marathon and he sees they the, the the Spartans have pieces. There's no doubt in my mind that the pieces are there for this to be a good team. Uh, I do think there's an obvious ceiling. I think um, you start like if 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 they start piecing it together and winning games, you're still going to have to like have the reality talk with yourself that like you don't have I don't think the talent to win a national title on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I don't think like, let's not get too carried away if they start rattling off, like, you know, they beat Illinois and then Purdue back to back. And, you know, like they start and then Indiana, you know, let's not get too crazy. But uh, I I do think there's a great team there. I think um, that, that a final four, if, if, if they did make the final four, especially with the Izzo pedigree, like I would not be surprised, but this is, this is a work in progress. And I think um, with the injuries and with the, 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 the roles we're trying to figure out, there is really no alpha on this team. Um, There's a few guys that like, think they might be the alpha but i don't know if those are the guys you want to actually go try to be the alpha and then like the guys you want to be the alpha like a tyson walker who i think is like the most talented like he's the guy i look to every time i watch michigan state i'm like please take over this game what are you doing and then he just seems to be like i don't really need to i'll just shoot when i'm open um so i think like you sort of figure those things out and if you be patient uh if you're patient with this group um there's there's there should be optimism and i think like what i've seen so far i'm actually in spite of the Northwestern loss, in spite of the Notre Dame loss, uh, you know, I, I, I know that, that it, it did not look great there for a stretch. I'm actually optimistic from what I've seen so far out of Michigan State. There we go. And because, you know, we're, we're just a mom and pop podcast over here. We're, we're very, you know, low on the totem pole. You're up there. You're, you're a Tyson Tate for crying out loud. So I need you to help me form opinions here. I, I need to look up to yeah, a mentor I- to – look for opinions so i should feel happy about the start of the season well like, what i think I, what, what i think is going on with michigan state basketball right now is you lose Cassius, uh yeah. and and you lose them in under circumstances as we know with with covid we don't get the tournament we don't get yeah. the final Cassius winston ncaa tournament that we were all hoping for i was hoping for it i'm not even a michigan state fan right um and and you're sad for him and you're sad for for that whole deal and i i and i think like if if you're someone who uh you know the sky is always falling you would say that the program, because not long after that, the Amani Bates saga happens, um, oh, where, <laughs> which was a bullet dodged. But at the same time, at the time, yeah. it didn't feel like that. And um, and and you know, we shifted it, as a college college basketball shifted into this new era of name, image, likeness, and transfer portal, all this stuff. And your head coach yeah. is like proudly sticking his chest out, saying, "I hate all of it." <laughs> you know, right. like he's yeah. he's like, "I uh, I I will not play by those rules. I will play by my way." Um, and so I understand why there might be a propensity around the fan base to be like, are we lost at sea right now as a program? Are we mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, Cassius leaves, it sort of feels like things are falling apart. And um, I, I understand the standard at Michigan State is Final Four, is compete for national titles, is win Big Ten. Um, I don't think like this team, so in that regard, like I don't think this team is a team you point to and say, that's a team that's going to win the Big Ten. That's a team that's going to, you know, but if you start like uh, being a realist about it and start like trying, if, if you actually want to put on some rose colored glasses and find some optimistic silver linings, all that kind of thing, uh, th- th- they're trending in the right direction. I guess I'd put it that way. Like this, this team to me is trending in the right direction. I think you're going to end up by the end of the season being better than last year. Um, it's just going to be a little rocky of the road sure. to get there. I, I had this conversation with someone like two days ago. Like it, it's just like a more fun team to watch this year. And I know that's like such mm-hmm. a lame baseline to have of what we're looking for, especially with the team that final fours are pretty cool, you know, but like, yeah, it's, it's been a tough three years, but like, yeah, I, I feel the, the inching upwards at least. And well, the recruiting class next year doesn't hurt things either. Of course. I mean, that's going right, to right. put a smile on a lot of people's faces, but like sticking with the big 10, this is another opinion that I'm going to need a lot of help forming right now. Okay, so I, I went into the season. I think a lot of people went into the season thinking that oh, yeah, it'll be a down year for the Big Ten. We're, we're yeah. looking at six teams in the Big Ten ranked in the AP Top 25, two more getting votes. Uh, Michigan State being one of those teams. Look at us go. 
so is the Big Ten actually up this year? Is the nation just down? Like what? What? Here's the what? problem. What? Here's the okay. problem. This is the problem. Uh, okay. How do we define a good conference? Because I, I don't know. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I do. If if you are of the opinion that a good conference is a conference that has a lot of like multiple national title threats, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think the Big Ten is good this year. Then because I don't. I don't think. Right. I think. Per, I think Purdue's obviously in the mix. Uh, you know, they're the number one team in the country. But even then, like, honestly, ask Purdue fans how they feel about this team. They're like, we're having fun. And you're like, yeah, but do you think you can win the national title? They'll say, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Yeah. We're having fun, okay? Like, let's not talk about that. We're having fun. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, so, like, even Purdue fans aren't, like, trying to, you know, get think that far in advance. Um, other than that, like Indiana was the team that I had circled a lot of, I mean, they were, they picked, they were picked to win the league, but they were the one team I circled as like, this team could win the national champion. I still think the pieces are there for Indiana, but they're a little, they're, they're dealing with a little bit of an identity crisis right now. Illinois has the talent. There is 0% chance Illinois can put that together for six straight wins. There's okay. no yeah. way. I, I like Illinois, yeah. <laughs> Illinois right. on paper. And even like you catch Illinois on their best night, you're like, this is a national title team. Like they could win it. Right. And it's like, no, they can't. Cause wait till their next game. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to mess it up. Um, and outside that, like, I mean, Maryland had a hot start, but like, they're yeah. not, they're not national title good. My Buckeyes, they're, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about what we have. I'm, I, I like the team. We're not winning the national championship. Michigan's been disappointing. Um, you know, so like, you start going down the list, you're like, there, there's no, there's no real national title threats. But having said that, the league is incredibly deep. Um, I do like a, a team like a Penn State, who you guys beat at Penn State. That's a great win, man. This Penn State yeah. team is good. Maybe great's a little strong. It's a very, no, no, very great, good win, though. You, yeah, we'll say great. It. It's great. Um, yeah. But that's that. Like Penn State's an example with Jalen Pickett, man. That guy is incredible. Uh, if yeah. Zach Eady wasn't, if Zach Eady fell off the face of the earth, Jalen Pickett is my Big Ten Player of the Year right now, and I don't, you know, I don't hesitate to hand it to him, hand my trophy to him. He's he's been incredible for them. But that's that's an example of a team that I think, like, if you're not paying attention to Big Ten basketball. Uh, you see that Penn State or like a Nebraska or Rutgers or something are giving these teams good games. And instead of saying, oh, wow, Penn State must be good, the conclusion is, wow, Indiana must suck if they lost at Rutgers. Sure. And really, if you actually like pay attention to Rutgers basketball, Rutgers has a good team. Rutgers is yeah. – the, the Rutgers program is in a great spot. Um, so that, that, that's really where we're at. And that's like the frustration as Big Ten guys is like, we know that this league is good. Like we watch it every night and you're like, these te- there's no off nights. I guess Minnesota might be an off night. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but otherwise there's like, you can't take any nights off. But then when March comes around, if we don't put three teams in the final four, the rest of the country is like, your, your league sucks. You haven't won a title since 2000. Never mind that like every, every damn program in the league has played for a national championship. We just were one game away and we always lose the title game. Exactly. Um, so I, I think I, I'm with you. The league, like, I, I didn't expect this many teams to be, uh, I, I think there are a lot of teams that are better than I expected. Um, but unfortunately to get the, 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 the final step to getting the respect is like actually competing for national titles. And I think this is going to be a year where we get like 10 teams in the tournament and we get zero in the final four. And then everyone says big Ten's overrated, you know, it's going to be another year where like 10 teams make the tournament and then nine don't even make it to the second weekend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Exactly. The one one team in the lead eight is Michigan. Who is a 10 seed. 11 seed. Right. Right. Exactly. What the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They get paired up against a mountain West team again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rick Barnes gets to play them in the second round again, which that always goes well in March. Yeah. yeah. In Indianapolis. 
Yeah, they yeah, play in Indianapolis, they'll, even though they'll just play it in Ann Arbor. Like they'll they'll just actually yeah yeah move they're, they're playing in Detroit this. somehow, and you're like, wait, <laughs> right. yeah, they're playing they're playing San Diego State in a seven two game or a ten. Yes, yeah, it'd be a ten two. They're a ten seed. They beat the seven yeah. seed, and it's now a ten two game. They're playing San Diego State in Detroit. And San Diego State's like, what the hell is this? It seems too real. Like it, it, it's, it feels like it's the third week in March. I'm watching this happen in front of me now. Like this seems yeah. all, all too real. San Diego State's I, not getting a two seed. I guess I'm sorry. Bad in it, bad. Uh, sorry. I don't. I don't want anybody. I, I don't want anybody to call me about on that uh, hypothetical. There. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. And we're going to be back with Mark Titus here in a hot second. But first, just need to talk your ear off about BetOnline.net. Woo! Not a lot of Michigan State sports going on lately, like three basketball games in three weeks. Uh, But hey, that doesn't mean the sports betting action is dead. It never is at BetOnline. Jump on the World Cup bandwagon with me, France-Argentina on Sunday. I'm going with France to win 3-1, and those odds at BetOnline.net, 28-1. Let's throw a few shekels on that. It's going to be a fireworks show of a game on Sunday. Well, hopefully. Uh, But hey, if you think it's going to be low scoring, betonline.net. If you want to bet on basketball, hey, bowl games are happening. Betonline.net is where to do all this because they are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, analysis, props, futures, lines, you name it. Betonline.net's got you covered. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, and World Cup fever. They've got you covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you're about 20 minutes into one right now, I really hope you do like sports podcasts. So I got good news for you as well. They have more of those at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get in on all the sports betting action. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and action that is at Bet Online where the game starts. Points. Well, no, I know what I'm doing with this next question. I'm just pandering right to our fan base here. Um, maybe you'll enjoy this as well. But hey, Mark, who's the Big Ten team that's been really underwhelming this year? Is there any team that you look at and you're like, "Wow, how are you guys not better?" Huh? What huh. are you gonna say? Might might it be the Michigan Wolverines? Oh, is it? Wow. Okay. Well, you know more than me, so I don't know. I'm gonna let you handle this. Oh. Not might it be a me. team that? Uh, yeah, a team with. Uh, with uh I, I don't know michigan is uh I, the, the problem with michigan and it's going to be interesting moving forward especially now that uh, llewellyn towards acl which uh right. you know i uh i y- y- you never want to see um we are anti-injury you know, I, in this I, podcast, we are yeah. definitely anti-injury yep. we are we are pro uh watching michigan nosedive we do not want it to happen via injury we want Correct. it to happen because they're frauds and they don't know how to play basketball <laughs> amen amen here, no here, here. um michigan's issue i think moving forward is like i i I, I I don't think they, they they don't have shooters. They're they 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 don't really have playmakers outside of uh, Jet, um, who's who's good. But like, show me. I I, I want to see the data on guys who run the offense, who are the coach's son, who are also like trying to get drafted. Like how 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 well has that worked in college basketball oh, history? Where the coach's son, the coach says, "All right, son, you get the ball." You go make all the plays, uh, and and I'm going to trust that we're going to continue to also win games as I'm trying to like help my son get drafted at the same time. That's tough. It's it's That's not tough. it's it's tough. not a great it's not a great list of uh, of that. Um, yeah, so I M- Michigan is is I I'm scared to like celebrate too much uh, because we'll it's a long yeah. season and uh, Hunter Dickinson is very good. Um, I, I, I hate that man. I, I, I do not sure. try to hide my feelings towards him. I, uh, 
he trades. Yeah, he's 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 enemy number one in the Big Ten for me. Um, but uh, you know, I respect the hell out of him, and he's added a lot to his game. Um, and uh, you know, somehow he's 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 kept it a secret all these years that he only has his left hand and can't go right. And for some reason, like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how it's, it's happened, amazing. but like no. <laughs> None of these coaches seem to seem to quite understand that, but uh, no, Michigan. I'm not. I'm not ready to uh, to bury them yet. Um, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, Michigan is definitely the team that's like got a lot to a lot to figure out. And if you're a Michigan fan, you're like, yikes! What have you seen so far? This is this, this might be a long season in the Big Ten. Anytime, like a review of a team starts with, well, they, they don't shoot well and they lack a playmaker. The, oh, right. Oh. <laughs> well, yikes. Um, That's but no. I, I I mean Michigan. Like I I think uh, I also just think that like the the, the reliance on Hunter is going to be interesting moving forward because I think like Michigan with Hunter Dickinson kind of in, in Indiana with Trace Jackson Davis are in similar boats where yeah. uh, they have a big man problem. And the problem is that their big man is way too good and he needs touches and you have to run everything through him. And, yep. um, and it's, it's, it's just very like, like this Michigan team kind of does remind me of Indiana last year or, uh, okay. you know, like, uh, where, where weirdly, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if like Hunter gets in foul trouble one game and like those guards, like suddenly explode and, and, and jets like, all right, now I'm going to go off and I'm, I'm going to really, you know, because that 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 happened with Indiana a lot last year, um, and 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 it's happened. We've we've seen it with like Illinois with Kofi Coburn. There are times where like Kofi yes. uh, gets gets pulled out of the lineup for whatever reason, and all of a sudden you see like the guards that like used to like just kind of I, I don't know they they weren't quite as fluid. Suddenly they look like completely different players, and I I think that's where Indiana and Michigan are at. It's like a really interesting problem to have because you have like an All American caliber big man, but at the same time. It's kind of clogging everything up, you know? And that's why Matty Sissoko, you know, after 30 combined points against Kentucky and Gonzaga, I think that's why he slowed down a little bit, just to make sure that the rest of the yeah. offense flows yeah. as naturally. It's, it's it's a calculated, you know, downward uh, trend that he's on right now. So I'd like if to I remember right, yeah. if I remember right, uh, Izzo drew up the, the, the opening play at Kentucky. I think you guys won the tip, and the first time down, uh, they feed the post to Suzuka with, with Shibuya out of And I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. I was like, listen, oh, yeah. he played well against Gonzaga, but like, hold yep. on. Set the tone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get, get him going early. No, it's – and like, Izzo can't stop doing that. Like, that's our first few possessions is just going to Sissoko. And if the first shot goes in, it's going to go great. And if it doesn't, then, yeah. well, I, okay, here comes two points, nine rebounds on – one of five shooting. So like, yeah, but I, regardless, we talked a lot about my Sissoko on this program uh, this week. I've got a really, there's no good segue for this next question. I just got a really random question and I'm sure you get this all the time. Like what's the toughest venue that you get into when you're a team going into a big tent arena? That's, that's boring. I want to switch it up. What's like the most flaccid atmosphere that you have ever gone into as a player on a big 10 road game for example there, like you just walk in is, it's like this is even fun <laughs> there is no doubt about it the answer okay. is penn state not even not God, even that close. easy and okay I think, okay and i and i think uh i think northwestern is an answer that a lot of people expect but um northwestern at least like the gym was cozy and small enough and uh yeah. it's in it's in evanston which is close to chicago obviously and you get actually a lot of like when we would play there we'd get like a lot of ohio state fans that live in chicago would come to that game Gotcha. Um, so it would slowly like actually fill in, you know, and like it was, it didn't really feel that empty and, um, whatever Penn state is in the middle of nowhere. 
yeah. the people that do live there <laughs> do not care whatsoever about the basketball program. It is the quietest Big Ten arena I've ever seen, and it's and it's crazy because uh, I I think Penn State has something, man. I th- I think yeah. uh, the, the program's in a great spot. I think um, if they I, I want like if if you if you made me the the commissioner of Big Ten basketball and I could just like like I don't know I could just snap my fingers to make like the product across the conference better. I would tear down the Ohio State gym. I would tear down the okay. Penn State gym. And I would build like look at what Houston built. And and if you watch that Houston Alabama game, that place is it holds like what like nine thousand people. Oh, it was electric. six people. It yeah, <laughs> right, it holds yeah. nobody. But like yeah. it's insane. That that atmosphere was crazy. Texas yeah. is new basketball arena. They've never cared about basketball in Austin. Suddenly, yeah. Texas built. I mean, they might not. You know, given the the recent news, I mean, the, maybe the uh, well, uh, maybe that time came and went, and like the, the moment's gone. Yeah. But uh, they they built a new arena. It's smaller, it's cozier, yeah. it's it's louder, it's so much better. Uh, I want I want Penn State and Ohio State to do that because I think I think Ohio State's probably the second answer, honestly. Like we have a terrible home atmosphere, Ohio State. As far as like gotcha. Top as far as like top caliber college basketball programs, um we Ohio State, I you know, I don't want to make like blue blood tears or whatever, but like whatever your whatever your definition of it is of like an actual pretty good to great college basketball program ohio state has to have the worst home atmosphere and it's because that gym sucks dude and i just i hate it so i want ohio state and penn state to get new arenas for sure what why do you think it is about that with ohio state because i've only been there once this was eight years ago but like it does seem a little off it just seemed like a little too nba ish like yeah corporate ish almost is that it or is there something else that yeah it's uh it's like we, we like missed like we misread the future i guess and at the uh, time when it was yeah. like 2000 it felt like that was where college sports were going it's like bigger big like everything was big everything in the yeah. early 2000s was everything right. the clothes were big <laughs> drove the big hummer yeah you, you had like a fish tank in the back that exhibit put back there and like sure. everything you know of course huge rim on your car big baggy shirt you know everything was big um and and that included i think like when it came time when ohio state was like we need to build a new uh, 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 basketball arena. They're like, we got to go big. Everything's big. It's got to be awesome. And I think what's happening now is as as one ticket prices are insane. Two, uh, you're getting 4K on these televisions now. Um, just whatever, whatever, like the economy. So whatever, all make a laundry list of reasons. Like, I don't yeah. think you're gonna get like twenty thousand people at a, at a college That's basketball asking a lot. Game. That's asking, That's asking a lot. lot. Columbus, yeah. Ohio, to get like nineteen thousand every single night that the Buckeyes play, it's just not going to happen. So why not like build an arena that holds like eleven thousand? That's more doable. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of what like the Breslin. Every, when we played Breslin, we're like, this is every time I played a Breslin Center, I was jealous because I was like, this is kind of the same shape, obviously of yeah. of the shot. It's just like built for college basketball instead of built for like Justin Timberlake concerts or whatever the hell we built <laughs> this shot for. You know? Yeah, no, right. Yo, the Breslin's like built directly up too. Like if you yeah. sit in the upper deck, which is where I sit because I'm a plebeian, like it's almost like you're just climbing up a wall just like free soloing. Like you are it is yeah slanted. Dude, the same the same for uh assembly hall man. Indiana is like the scariest. I I you could you could shoot like fear factor there, dude. Just like hammer a few it, beers. It looks crazy. And then <laughs> hammer <laughs> just Dude, today's Fear Factor Challenge. We're gonna shotgun a couple beers and then try to walk down the stairs at Assembly Hall without face planting to our death. Like that's perfect. <laughs> I love that. There we go. Yeah, we have two seats for you in section 27. Here's six beers. Go down. Yeah, I love that. 
Mark, this has been awesome. Um, but before letting you go, I'm sorry, I got to hold you hostage here. I am a watcher of the dozen. You are on one of the teams there. I got two trivia questions for you. Okay. On your way out. Would you look at this? The niche category is 2007 to 2010 Ohio State versus Michigan State basketball. What, okay. How crazy is that that you're the guest for this uh, question here? This is nuts. So the first question is, and this is going to pander to the Michigan State fans, which Michigan State player scored the most total points against the Buckeyes from 2007 to 2010? So who I have, gave you guys the beats uh, back then? I have a vivid memory of this. I, I don't know if this is the answer, but this is the – I have one answer that comes to mind that I'm going with. Uh, okay. This man's shaved head running around illegal screens in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> being set by Goran Sutan and Drew Namick uh, as he was lighting us up. And all of us, every time out, we're looking at each other like, are they going to call any of these illegal screens? And the nope. rest are like, we're not. We're not. Tonight Tonight is Drew Neitzel's night. He is taking down number one Ohio State. Uh, unfortunately for you guys, he did not. We won the game. But Drew Neitzel went nuts on us in 07 at home. Is that the answer? So he is third place, actually. He oh, he's 70- third? 72 points, but combined from 2007 to 2010, Kalen Lucas lit it up with 91 oh. points. And then Raymar Morgan was there, like in that perfect window where, like, he just ha- kept having pretty okay games and he had 81. So he was in second place. He's an Ohio guy, too, Raymar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, yeah. So he's, he, so there you yeah. have it. It was um, number one, for him. Kalen Lucas. Yeah. He had like Big 10 player of the year. I will say, Kalen uh, is, is, is Good kind player. of the forgotten, lost in history you know, big know. 10 player of the year type guy that uh, no one, you know, I, I think if you, yeah, if we, if we had big 10 player of the year questions on the dozen and I had to just okay. go through and list them all, I might forget Kalen Lucas, you know, he's a guy that just kind of falls through the cracks there. It's sad. Yeah. The, the whole like injury in the March yeah. madness, whatever. No, I'm, I'm trying to add this on a happy note here, especially for you because this next one is uh, if there's any Buckeye fan listening, uh, this, this one's for you. Ohio State's widest margin of victory from 2007 to 2010 was a 2009 conference tournament. You guys won 82 to 70. That's right. You had four teammates scoring in double figures on that night or afternoon, whatever that game was. Who are your four teammates that scored in double figures in the All 82 right. to 70 victory? And yeah, this Showtime. is 09. All right. Yep. So uh, Evan Turner's definitely one of them because he doesn't pass. So he was yep. definitely. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I would say. Probably, uh, I imagine Diebler is probably on that list. Correct. He's one yep. of non Um, I would have to go with David Lighty. No, he won a, didn't. He's this not is on not that. a sorry. This is this a tough. Is one. Dave. Dave was a Dave was a, a Swiss Army knife, and he didn't know what he was. You know, he'd have games where he'd score a lot. Other games, he was playing defense. I guess that wasn't a scoring night. Um, who else could it? Who who else could it this have been on the 0-19? I mean, Will Buford. Yep. Yeah. That's the other one. Yeah. Will Buford's one. Um, And the fourth is tough. The the fourth came off the bench. If if that's going to help you at all here, because I did not remember this name when I went back and looked this up. So uh, best of luck uh, on on this one. Fourth came off the bench. Um, Man, whoever, I I hope I'm not like still close with this guy because they're going to kill me. I I know, right? If I, if I I forget. I have a listener of this show too, especially. So yeah, that's uh, really going to break his heart here. I don't know. Who is it? Byron Mullins? Is that, does that sound? Oh yeah. 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 There we go. Byron Mullins. (laughs) BJ, my guy, BJ, dude, I forgot BJ. I I didn't forget BJ was on the team. I forgot BJ was on the 09 team. Like I I got all the years mixed. Yeah. BJ was. BJ was great. He was a great dude. And yeah, I should have known that. 
Well, BJ's well, another guy that like he he probably I'd have to go look up his game log. It feels like he'd have zero points one night and then like twenty six. Sure, I don't think he ever scored twenty six, <laughs> but that's a good. That was a good trivia question. Hey, stop, I, I, I literally yeah. played with those guys and I couldn't even remember the answer. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Had, had to ramp it off there, but yeah, no, thanks for uh, entertaining me at the end there. Yeah, sorry for going over on time as well. No, uh, man. Have, thanks. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for showing up again. This is crazy. Uh, yeah. Is, is my mom like paying you on the side to be nice enough to do this? Like this is, this no, is really I, uh, I can come up with. Big 10 basketball is a, uh, 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 you put a that, you dangle, you did. Yeah. It's a sickness, man. You dangle that in front of me. I will chase that carrot to the end of the earth. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to, I'm happy to come on and chop it up anytime, man. This is, this is fun. Even happier to talk to you. Uh, all the listeners know this. I haven't talked about it all week. Uh, this is definitely the one I fangirl over the hardest right here, talking with you. So uh, definitely a huge fan of yours. Thanks a lot, man. Titus and Tate Show. You, you guys already know what it is. I, I'll plug it anyway. Titus and Tate Show. Go check it out. You're the man, Mark, and everyone else. Hey, have a great weekend. Let's go get it. Go green. Love you all.